0: Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mindyke. And with me, as always, my co-hosts, the MerkZo and Mike Merkel. I'm here. (laughs) And he's depressed. He's a week without sports. And we're all feeling it for sure. But, thankfully, the NFL League season did not get postponed, which means we had free agency frenzy this entire week. So that's what we're going to be starting off the show with this week with this, guys, is we're going to be talking a lot of free agency moves around the whole league. Then we're going to centralize it down just to your Detroit Lions and what moves they made. They were extremely busy this off this first week of free agency. I expect them to continue to be busy as we continue along here. Um, then we're going to, uh, in the second part of the show, we're going to talk another Zone mock draft. We're going to see how free agency possibly impacted teams around the league because some holes have been built. Others are exacerbated in some, in some regards. So, obviously, the mock Drafts are probably going to shift a little bit. And then, obviously, at the end, we're going to talk some wrestling. WrestleMania officially being split into two days. And it's moving to the moving to the Performance Center as of this recording. So, let's hope to God that that changes. But, nonetheless, here we are. Let's jump right into it, though, Mike. Uh, Frequency happened. It was in full effect. I mean, signings left and right. It was hard to kind of keep track of everything. I think the biggest signing, though, obviously, Tom Brady, Going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it is the weirdest sounding sentence I have ever said. If he would have went to, like, the Colts, I'd have been like, okay. If he would have went to, like, the Chargers. A, like, even the Chargers feels a little weird. But, like, it, uh, Tampa Bay is the most random team for him to end his career with. I can't even tell. If he would have went to the Niners, i get it. If he would have went to the Packers, say Aaron Rodgers in there, I would understand. Like, a more cornerstone, like, big-name franchise Tampa Bay? Like, you might as well have gone to Houston. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, it's such a weird, weird sentence to say that Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback, Tom Brady, um, you know, immediately that everybody's looking at the Bucs now and saying, well, they could win the division. They could go and do all these things. I mean, that division is still. You know, pretty up there. You still have New Orleans there. I think Carolina's going to be a little bit uneasy this year. I think Atlanta needs to be better. I think Dan Quinn gets fired. Um, but just your thoughts real quick on Brady specifically signing with Tampa Bay. Because I was still in the camp of, I still think he's going to resign with New England. I thought oh, at the other no. day, I thought at the other day, that I'm like, alright. Because I'm always a win-first kind of guy, mm-hmm. right? So granted i'm not a multi-millionaire so it's easy for me to say that but it's i was always like why 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 even why even test that just stay retire and do your thing and you know mm-hmm. and pull it out nope gonna go to tampa and yeah. say whatever yeah i guess you
1: go there because you have the possibility of more weapons I guess. I guess yeah like like that's the only thing like you have three all-star wide receivers over there so you might as well go there yeah. but at the same time i'm like they're not a good franchise. It's yeah, almost like it's if, you if you went to the Lions, I know, it's like you're just like not really sick. like the if you went to Lions, you had to have like. Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. Like, that's not that combo to have either. Right. It's also just, like, not a good winning place yeah, to right, be normally. Right. So, it's just, like, weird. Like, the Bucks historically, are probably one of the worst franchises ever. ever. Yeah, right. They had the first season, 0 mm-hmm. yeah. 14 season. So, I know they so. had
0: that Super Bowl, but still, they have not been anything yeah. ever. They had one year, and then they really backed up. Yeah. A... That's the NFC
1: way, is they have teams that just have the one-year yeah, wonders. Yeah, one-year wonders. It's, a, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's I, funny. That's, that's a whole topic in itself, yeah. why that happens. Right. But... To go back to uh, Tom Brady, I-, I think if you go to Tampa Bay, I think you have the best shot at winning a division mm-hmm. and meaning. And even now that the teams have expanded to seven playoff teams, right. I think the NFC. I think you could sneak in somewhere, Mm -hmm. maybe more than the AFC, like in the Chargers. Because you know you're not getting past the Chiefs. No. So at that point, you're guaranteed to be a 5, 6, or 7. Right. And I don't think that's a good spot. At least there, if you can somehow get past New Orleans, you could be a 1-4. And I think you can. And you can can. get some home games in there. And I think then, at that point, you can maybe upset some teams down the road. Mm -hmm. Where I think if you went almost anywhere else, really in the AFC range, Mm -hmm. I think there's too many top tier teams. That yeah. I don't think you'd be able to go with.
0: I office. think Tom Brady's dream scenario is he makes it to the Super Bowl and against New England and beats New England. Like I, I that, legitimately that, think that's what it is. Think, the, I think
1: the problem with that is I don't think New England has close to a New, shot in, to New England's got
0: nothing right now. The Bills yeah. are so happy yeah. right now. The Bill, I mean the Dolphins, yeah, but I don't know how that's going to shake out. But yeah. The Bills, for sure, they were already a playoff team last year. They pushed for the division at the end of the season last yeah. year. They've added some pieces and you go, they just added Stephon Diggs in that big trade. So now they're like, alright we got a true number one weapon. When they're and now it's like, all right, let's click now a little bit, yeah. right? You know, um, some other big news. I mean, obviously the trade for Stefan Diggs, right? That you know, that's not free agency news, but it's something that happened over the time. Byron Jones is going to Miami mm. on a big money deal, right? The biggest name corner out there. I know some Lions fans were hoping he would land here. He lands in Miami instead on sixteen and a half per year, which is a crap ton of money. For a corner, um, other big names, Mike. I mean, let's talk about this for just for a hot second. DeAndre Hopkins is traded oh, to was, the Cardinals for was, David Johnson. Oh, oh, I, I guess the ghost of David Johnson and a second round pick. Done. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And they got a pick back nonetheless I as know. well. Um, thoughts on that move as well? And does that that looking at that division now? Arizona, San Francisco, uh, the Rams are still kind of there, right? And Seattle. Holy crap, yeah. that division's gonna be like yeah. everyone's gonna be nine and seven because it's gonna That's be seven each other. Talk about a division where if if a weird
1: year happened Where they have they, three teams? Yeah, they could have like oh, three or maybe even all four. Uh, like theoretically it probably can't happen no. at all four. No. But like At least set, they could do three. But they could easily do three. Yeah. You could easily have Arizona, the 49ers, and Seattle all make right. it. Especially when you expand to seven. Yes. teams. Yes, if if you're up there at nine and seven, you mm-hmm. still have I think nine and seven now is like Yeah. The edge of okay, you can make the playoffs because it, right. well, it was usually ten and ten six. and six, ten and six you were yeah. like, "All oh, right, ten and six, you should be a playoff team." Right. Ten now and six, even push. eleven
0: and five has been times where you're like, yeah. "Oh, they're the sixtieth, eleven and five, you Yeah, know? so well,
1: now I think a nine and seven you could <clears throat> weekend because there have been some years where nine and seven yeah. would be a seven. Right. Um. So I could easily see three teams. That's by far, yeah, probably one of the toughest divisions. Yep in the last 10 15 years. Right now the way, at least
0: on paper right barring any injuries yeah. and stuff like that I mean look it's, at it, it's, it's going, competitive
1: wow. to a sense where all of the teams are going to be very good. Yeah. Because there's some years where like you have like the AFC South who are like all the teams are kind of average, so they're all fighting for like a nine and seven spot. Mm-hmm. I think this NFC West, everyone's like nine and seven is like the bare minimum in yeah. this division. I right. Think. Like, yeah. I think the Rams might be. Over I think the Rams are behind
0: because just because not because of the girly thing, but more just because I they're in cap hell right now. Yeah. I mean, Jared Goff carrying a ninety four million dollar cap hit right now. Or I mean, dead money cap hit. Mm-hmm. That is craziness to yeah. say that that he's dominating your cap like that. So they're very top heavy, and they've lost a lot of depth. That's what I mean. So, yeah.
1: I, I just don't think, like, going through the season, I, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be the team that's going to yep. probably be the one to fall off if any of them I fall think off Arizona
0: is still third place in that division. I do, too. But I think that if if as long as Kyler Murray progresses the way they anticipate he progresses, they'll be in good shape. If he doesn't and he just comes back to earth a little bit and he's all... Like, if he's Marcus Mariota, mm-hmm. it's not going to go well for them yeah, long he, term. He, he you know needs what I mean? to be...
1: Russell Wilson Yeah, exactly. That, that that, exactly. And I think I think the 49ers are in such a great spot, unfortunately, for me to say. Yeah. Because they're in a spot now where, and as you saw, they trade a defensive lineman because they don't really need the guy. Like, right. They got they, a first-round pick out yeah, of so it. Yeah, so they got a first-round pick that now you can go get Jerry Judy. Yeah. And now you can – uh, you got rid of Emmanuel Sanders. Okay, we'll get this rookie that we right. get to pay less. Right. That probably is either going to be as good or better than mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders, and right. all we have to give up is an extra defensive lineman that right. we had because we have Bosa and all these other guys on right. the line. So yeah, they're in a sure. situation Although, where they can give up to get. I do a think zone. it hurt
0: him a little bit, though. I, did they get rid of Armstead? Was it Armstead that they got rid of, or was it? Um, I, I always forget—is it Buckner or Armstead? I think they got rid
1: of Buckner. Was it it Buckner? I'll, I'll check. Yeah, go
0: to Indy or yeah. And see real quick for us because they made the trade. Who is it?
1: Oh wow, that didn't help me at all.
0: I <laughs> go by. Uh,
1: I'll go by Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. there you go.
0: Um, yeah, because I know one. I know one of them, but the other one got assigned to a massive extension, and one got. Um, oh, not no, nothing at all. No, uh, but either way, right? So it, it looks like you know you look at the forty nine ers and you go. Um. Yeah, they're the team I think right now that you know they won the before Buckner got traded. Yeah. Okay. So you lose Buckner, you sign Armstead, right? So you have you have some pieces already in place. In you know, I think they would have preferred to get rid of D Ford because if you play, they want it, yeah. but the numbers and everything else. But if you're if you're San Francisco now, you have first two first round picks. You can move around the board a little bit. You get some flexibility, knowing that some of these other guys. I mean, they're kind of up against it at the moment right now. So it's like, okay, that's why I don't think they could. Resign Emmanuel Sanders. He gets a great deal in New Orleans: two years, sixteen million. Right? I think he's going to be a tremendous addition in New Orleans. Um, let's talk about some other guys. DJ Reader, a big guy that everybody the Lions were talking about, um, the defensive tackle. I knew the Lions were in on those conversations. He winds up getting like thirteen million a year, though, from Cincinnati. I think that's a hell of a lot of money to pay a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Lions don't land him. Um, I will say I don't think the Lions, at least so far have landed quote unquote a big splash name free agent. I think they filled a lot of holes. We're gonna talk about the Lions in a second, but for you, Mike, is there a splash move, whether it's a trade or a signing outside of Tom Brady mm-hmm. that for you is sticking out like a sore thumb for you? Like is there a move where you just go, wow, like that 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 fit with that team, that player, it just makes a lot of sense.
1: Uh, I wouldn't say there's a team yeah. or a play. I, I wouldn't actually let me a rephrase move, that. There's not a move. Yeah. I think the Cardinals have done, just by moves yeah. that they've done, mm-hmm. have just made themselves such a threat now yeah. to make a playoff run. Mm-hmm. Because you get Devin Kennard from the Lions, who I thoroughly enjoyed mm-hmm. as a Lion. Mm-hmm. And so you get him there, you trade it for Hopkins. So now your defense is getting better while your offense is also getting extremely overpowered at mm-hmm. the moment. You're almost looking at like. Uh, the Cleveland Browns were like, that team's just so yeah, offensive overpowered. Christian Larry
0: Fitz for one more year, and DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah.
1: I mean, and then you got Kenyon Drake on that transitional tag, so yep. he's still going to be your right. running back who's produced very well. Kyler Murray played very well, so now that you draft an offensive lineman or something yep. to kind of beef up that a little bit, right. I think that offense could be so solid that it's almost like they're almost in the Kansas City range where mm-hmm. it's like, you have a good enough defense to get maybe a stop or two, yeah. and hopefully this offense could just... Right. 50 points, like yeah, 40 points, absolutely. whatever it takes. Oh, absolutely. So I, I,
0: think, right. um, uh, I think another team that I think needs to get a lot of credit um, so far is is the Baltimore Ravens for a couple different reasons. Uh, they trade, obviously, to get Calais Campbell from the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? I think that's a huge move. They sign Michael Brockers, so now all of a sudden your interior pass rush is a, an immensely better, right? And then you've also got uh, you've also traded away Chris Wormley, right? And you've got um, you know you let you let Brandon Carr go, so that releases some cap space. You also trade away Hayden Hurst for for a pick, right? So a lot of moves that I think that Baltimore did to where. They spent some draft capital to get some of these guys and some money, but then they offload some guys that clearly aren't fitting within mm-hmm. that offense, right? Um, you know, Andrews, the tight end for Baltimore, clearly took over Hayden Hurst's spot. Hayden Hurst, I think, was a waste of first-round draft pick from Lamar's year, so they say, all right, let's get rid of this. Let's bring back a fourth, right, because Atlanta, with Austin Hooper signing in Cleveland, needs a tight end now. They go and have to, you know, because they don't have any capital either. Okay, let's go do that. Now I think it lends Baltimore... The ability to go maybe be a little more free willing in their offseason as far as the draft goes, and I think Jerry Judy is a guy they could very easily target if the if they have the if they wanted to, just because they need a true number one, mm-hmm. and I don't I think Hollywood Brown is a is a very good number two. He to me is a Brandon Cooks kind of guy. I don't know if you're with me on that comparison, where a lot of speed, but I don't think he's the guy where like I need a big play. Hollywood Brown's my guy. I think that. Jerry Judy is a more complete wide receiver mm-hmm. I think you know what I mean like I need a big post play in the middle of the field alright Judy's gonna go get it I think I need to go make a big play I think Judy is a better fit considering Lamar is just like alright running gun let's just chuck it you know what I mean So <laughs> yeah. I think it's a little bit different I think Baltimore especially knowing where they're at at the quarterback position knowing where they're at as they run the ball so mm-hmm. effectively make that defense even better which was already top 5 at the end of the year now you've, in, you've, you've kind of insulated yourself a little bit I think they did a great job there um, I do want to talk about a couple other moves though. Nick Foles going to the Bears, mm-hmm. right? On a weird situation where Jacksonville looked like winners coming out of last year's free agency. This year, not so much, right? Yeah. They, you know they don't really have a ton of money anymore. Crazy enough to say that it feels like they're always on top of the mm-hmm. on the cap allowance but um they get rid of nick Foles, right the bears get in probably a new starting quarterback i know that he's supposed to compete um talk about let's talk about him for a second your thoughts on the bears trading for nick Foles? is that a good move bad move um i don't i I don't know i think (laughs) at
1: this moment i think if i was the bears i would prefer more like a cam newton style player and i think a lot of bears
0: fans would agree with you on that just
1: because i think cam newton's more of like a i think a solid because i don't think Nick Foles or Trubisky is mm-hmm. like the future. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Cam is either, yeah. but I think if you need a guy to fill in for a year, Because I think that defense is still very good and their offense can work a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a decent year this yeah. year, I think Cam Newton coming in could get you 88, nine, and seven to yeah. push for a, maybe a a lower seeded playoff spot, maybe. And I think he I think, works and better in the offense can, too.
0: I think he works better in the offense, right? You need he does, a mobile. Yeah, guy. I don't think Nick, I don't think Nick Foles is a the, great fit for use, that. Offense. Trubisky
1: was. Like, nice, yeah, in air quotes, because he was mobile, right? He could kind of move around, and right, if he was better at making the plays, if he was like a Deshaun Watson, yeah. he'd be great in the system, right? Because he just kind of rolls out, right. makes the sidearm throws and stuff. But Jubisky just wasn't accurate enough to make those, so I think yeah. Cam Newton can move around and make those. I
0: throws. understand why they traded for Nick Foles, right? You're coming from that Kansas City type of offense, right? Doug Peterson, a Kansas City uh, former offensive coordinator, right? Matt Nagy, the year after that, right? So Doug Peterson had Nick Foles, won the Super Bowl in Philadelphia, right? So Nagy's thought is, all right, let's get Foles in here. He could probably run the system a little bit better. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I just think that I don't. Foles ain't going to be healthy. It's just not going to happen. He's yeah. never been healthy long enough to complete a full season of, of high-level yeah. play. Now, if Trubisky somehow got him to 10-6 and, and then Foles came in for the playoff run, then I'd be a little more confident in Nick Foles. That yeah. seems to be his calling card. But well,
1: that's why I would argue that I would like you know, Cam yeah, Newton. Right, better, sure. Yeah, right, for sure. Even though Cam Newton is injury partner but also yeah. recently, I think that he's shown that he can go 15. And I think he's better. Uh,
0: how much better? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have a lot of faith in Cam anymore either. Yeah. And I think that's why another move: Teddy Bridgewater going yes. to Carolina. That move to me is a little confusing, just because you look at Bridgewater, his numbers aren't going to blow you off the page, no. right? He's he's you know he's right around average for the most part. Um, I'm a little confused as to what Carolina's doing. They trade away uh, their guard. I can't remember his name, but they bring in Russell Okung. It's like a six-year age gap and difference, you know, just because, you know, the offensive line coach really loved Russell Okung. And so you're like, okay, I guess, you know, you got older, you lose Luke Keekly, you didn't really make a move to really fortify that position at all. Mm -hmm. You didn't go try to sign a Corey Littleton or something like that. Um, You know, give me your thoughts on Bridgewater – and and where the state of the Carolina Panthers? Because I think right now they're all kind of like, well, it's New Orleans and Tampa Bay. Well, that's I was gonna sit I, back here. I, I, c- <laughs> I kind of
1: that's kind of where I think they are. I yeah. think the second you see Brady, like the thoughts of him going to the Buccaneers and stuff, and, like, and then right, it's like an official thing. I think okay, Bridgewater can make us not look awful for two to three years like we will be seven and nine eight eight nine and seven at best probably you're gonna be in that range with Bridgewater quarterback Mm -hmm. and I think because it's a three-year deal I think in two years Mm -hmm. you could probably look around and go okay who's the big guy out Mm -hmm. there at quarterback that Mm -hmm. we can maybe go get and then that's when because Brady's only there for two years right and Breeze Actually he's only there for two years too. They right. probably are gonna retire if not the same year. Very one, close one, one, one year, year after the other. After right. the other. So right. those two leave, you draft a guy in the next year or two right. and he's like he turns into the guy Carolina in two years can end up being mm-hmm. on top of the league for mm-hmm. on top of the NFC South for a while. Right. So Absolutely. I think that's kind of
0: For sure. Now we could go over every single move, every single trade that happened. I think the, I think we hit on the big ones for the most part. Is there anything else you think that we um, that we should talk about before we move on? Just the Lions specifically. There? There's so much stuff happened, right? No, like, wait,
1: what was there was one trade after the DeAndre Hopkins trade. I'm trying to think what
0: happened. trade after the uh, Stephon Diggs. Was that the
1: one, is that what happened
0: right after? I think so. He went Maybe, to the Bills. Okay. Yeah, that was a big one. I know that. that. Um... um no, Hayden Hurst got traded like we talked about already. Yeah. That didn't that didn't really move. Melvin Gordon's a, Melvin Gordon's a Bronco, but he got eight million dollars. Which either. I didn't like. Oof.
1: Because I think Phil Lindsay's great. Yeah, I don't know. So understand. I was like, I, I don't know why you need I think like, John
0: Elway's grasping at straws right now. I think they think they have the guy in Drew Locke. So I think that they're trying to give him some more weapons. And I think the two running I think A paying him top dollar. I don't understand that at all. Um, running backs as a whole, real quick for the Lions, talk about a position that got absolutely gouged this free agency. I mean, Devontae Freeman, height one of the highest paid running back, gone. He's still a free agent as of now. Uh, Todd Gurley, he gets cut before his ten million dollar cap hit hits. He's gone now. He's in Atlanta for. I haven't seen the money yet but I'm guessing it ain't what it ain't 10 million dollars, right? Melvin Gordon sits out last year for the most part, doesn't get a new deal, doesn't get anything reworked. He has to now take a short-term deal even though he's getting paid top dollar cuz John Elway's dumb, you know what I mean? Talk about a, you know David Johnson, one of the best running backs in the league 2-3 years ago. He gets traded for a ham sandwich, you know what I mean? So you're just like, okay, it is what it is. That would be a good ham sandwich. I know, right? You know, so it's like, you know, cuz Bill O'Brien's crazy. You look at all these running backs and you go, dang, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of running backs out there still, like, where you just go, okay, that's 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 pretty interesting. Um, let's shift now our focus to our Detroit Lions, our lovable Lions. They made a lot of moves over this free agency period. I mean, they were they were busy, and I, I hope that they continue to be busy, and I'll explain why in a minute. But let's just go over here what they've done. They're, the first big move, um, I'm going to destroyed this guy's first name, Vaitai. whatever. Big V is what we're going to call him here on this show. Uh, signs a five-year, $45 million. deal an offensive tackle, right tackle from the Eagles. He's going to be their starting right tackle. You look at the breakdown, you think five years, $45 million for a spot starter, a lot of money. Really? It's only two-year deal with outs after that. So it's really... Very similar to the Rick Wagner experiment, where you go, okay, you know, let's give it some time, let's let him develop. He's a great run blocker, right? That's his strong suit. So we're going to run behind that right side of the offensive line. I like the deal just because you needed a young, you need to get younger. I didn't want to take. I didn't want. I wanted to rule out of taking a tackle early in the draft. Um, Jamie Collins, I think this is probably the biggest or second biggest move that they did in the entire free agency period so far. Jamie Collins, linebacker from New England, comes over three years, $30 million. Once again, if you look at contract details, all the guaranteed money is in the first two years. They have outs after that, right? That's going to be a common theme here that you're going to hear from me um, on these deals, right? And I think and I think Bob Quinn, for as much flack as we've given him on the show, as, men, as much as many fans want to give him, I want to give him some praise here just for a hot second, Mike, because I think, in my opinion, the way that these deals are structured, he has not signed anybody truly long-term if they don't want it, right? Like, even this five-year deal with Big V is out after two years, right? They don't have a lot of dead money coming off of these deals, and two, he is not going out there and overpaying, in my opinion, for guys at the expense to save his job. You know what I mean? He could be potentially walking into a lame duck season if they don't win this year, right? We've all kind of agreed. If they don't win this year, they're probably getting fired. But you look at these deals, whether it's Jamie Collins, um, we can talk about defense tackle Nick Williams, a two-year deal, which is really a one-year deal with an easy out after that year. Uh, Chase Daniels, once again, there's an option there. Danny Shelton signs a two-year deal. Once again, very easy outs. Desmond Trufant, Really, you know his his you know he's getting two years, twenty one million total. But it, it, when you when you see all the stuff, it's not really J. Ron Curse, great special teams guy. Tony McRae, great special teams guy. All these are what all of these are two to three year deals. You know what I mean? And then they obviously trade for Deron Harmon um, to play their other safety spot to let Tracy Walker do what he's do best, which is roam the field. But all of these moves are all short term, right? They're not. We're not mortgaging the future on making this Patricia system work. You know what I mean? Do you you agree with me on that at least? Where None of these are splash signings, right? But I think that they've done a nice job of getting pieces in place that they think is going to fit mostly the defense, right, if you look at the breakdown, right? Defensive tackle, defensive tackle, corner, corner, safety, linebacker. All these spots are are spots that they feel like they need to make a move on, and yet they haven't mortgaged the team's future to where we're going to be in cap hell Mm -hmm. two years from now.
1: I mean, I totally agree with that yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. Um I don't mind any of the signings mm-hmm. going through them. Yeah. Um I think they're all pretty good fits. Um I think uh, one player that's just not so- like that mm-hmm. we didn't sign but that's on the team, mm-hmm. I think it's going to depend on what we do in the draft and yeah. we'll talk about it more in the draft time. Yeah. Um but you know, you trade away Slay, but you get Desmond Trufant, who I don't think is nearly as good as Slay. No. But at the same time, can at least play corner mm-hmm. on that one side. Yep. You get Jamie Collins. So you get rid of Devin Carnary. Do you get Jamie Collins?
0: Is he better or worse I think Jamie Collins is better than Devin Kennard in this you in think this so? pedi- I do. I do. I honestly do. Not because not because Kennard's a bad player. I like Kennard. But Kennard, I think I think Kennard reached his ceiling there. And there was a breakdown that somebody posted on Twitter. Um, basically it was a the amount of double teams he faced versus the amount of success rate overall pass rushing. And all these people are kind of like in this matrix, right? He was double teamed the least and had the lowest success rate uh, per a number of attempts per uh-huh. pass rush. And I think that's why I think they thought Canard was expendable, was because I don't think they thought if he was setting – he did a great job setting the edge, but as far as pass rush goes, I don't think they thought he was doing a good enough job. I know he led the league in, led the team in sacks, but when you're rushing every single play uh-huh. and you're only getting seven and a half sets, I think it's a little bit different. And I think that's why they got rid of him, in, in my opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um
1: Nick Williams, defensive tackle, kind of, he's, he's just going to fit... Fits, then, fits spot. Yeah, fits A'shawn's spot. And let me put it
0: this way, too. Nick, Nick Williams signs two years, $10 million, right? Mm-hmm. And then Aishon Robinson signs with the Rams for about $10 million more on the same yeah. length of contract. So really put that in perspective for yourselves for a hot second there because no way was I paying A'shawn $9 million a year. Ain't happening. No. no offense, but it's just not happening. I think my only complaint, yeah. and this comes
1: more into the draft as well, yeah. is, is uh, signing Chase Daniel Yeah, because I think this ruins the chance that Miami trades down with you. You think or so? Try, yeah. Really? Because I, I think now you almost guarantee that you're not taking a quarterback which mm-hmm. now Miami has no incentive to trade up with you. Now I
0: disagree with that though because I don't think it's about the Lions taking that pick. I think it's about the Chargers hopping Miami to take that pick. Well no and that's where I was going to yeah. go with yeah, it is right.
1: I think you incentivize the Chargers to trade up yeah. but if the Chargers, yeah, here's the problem though is if yeah. Chargers don't mind who they get. Right, they have Tyrod straight- Taylor right now. Because they have Tyrod yeah. Taylor but right they're like we like herbert and tuo so mm-hmm. whoever falls to us is fine right then we're
0: then we're yeah. just picking at number three. And that, you know what? And, and, and maybe that's what it is. I agree with the sentiment, but right? I don't
1: think I don't think like I think there's close to a zero percent chance that Miami trades with you now. I
0: think I think as this as this prog- as this has kind of gone down, especially because the Chargers missed on Brady. I think the Chargers are already the primary. As soon as Brady was like, "All oh, right, he's going to Tampa," I think the Chargers became the number one team to think that we could trade down. I still think they are able to trade down. Mm-hmm. I don't think Chase Daniel prohibits them from doing that. But what I do think is that i I do think you're right i think they lost a little bit of leverage with that right but at the same time i'm glad now three years 13 million once again woof that's a lot for a backup quarterback but they finally invested in the backup quarterback position with a guy they think that could spot start and get you a win we've seen it he did it to us for god's sake so no so i I don't mind that part i'm just saying uh,
1: and i think that it hurts because i think the chargers can hop and get to the giants pick Mm -hmm. which is Probably a lot cheaper to get to the Giants pick because it's a pick behind than our pick. Right. So you could probably get less and just go down a couple spots, and the Giants right. can still get whoever they want. Yeah. So I think our I pick think there's I think there's gonna, I think there's going to be priority. some maneuvering
0: there, and I think that that's once again, I think that you could see a couple teams really mm-hmm. try to do that, right? I mean, yeah, Carolina is probably off the board, right? Yeah. You know, and so you go and you look at it and you, you know, there's other people. I think you know the Chargers in Miami. Clearly, they're five and six right there. I do think the Chargers because they haven't done a lot in free agency. I know they signed Chris Harris, right, which is the Lions' target, but I do think that, that if they, I think they look at it and they go, okay, let's let the Chiefs run this, but let's draft our quarterback now. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what, what team, you know, because maybe there's a team out there that's maybe like, maybe New England. New England's a wild card in this now, right? Mm-hmm. New England could go, screw it. Here's our first, second, and third rounders. We need to go get a guy mm-hmm. now. You know what I mean? And, you know, let's let's show Tom Brady what he's missing and go sign and go draft a Tua or a whoever. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not super far back in the draft this year where they could make a move mm. way up there. It's very, very easy to do that. Um yeah, like I said, the trade, the moves that the Lions have made, none of them are going like make you go, wow, this is great, right? I know a lot of people are complaining about the the amount of Patriots on this team, but with the condensed off season that you're going to see this year because everything's going to get pushed back a little bit, I think you needed guys that were going to hit the ground running and just be able to fit the scheme, right? Danny Shelton fits the scheme. Nick Williams fits the scheme. Jamie Collins fits the scheme. Um, Deron Harmon fits the scheme. They all fit the scheme for a reason, right? Desmond Trufant plays a lot of man-to-man coverage. Do I think Okuda is definitely the pick now, more than likely? Yeah, I do. It's probably going to happen. But... You, you've done some. You've done some things here where you've improved. Your, I don't. I want to say you improved your secondary, but I think you have improved your scheme fit to a certain extent. And we're going to talk about the Darius Slay thing after the break here in a minute. But I think what you've done is you got people. You got your people you've overhauled the whole defense now so if it's not now it's never going to be a thing so you need to get there and we need to get some wins because of it we're going to talk about the Darius slay trade we're going to talk about some other stuff the Lions have done people who have left the team all that after the break including the mock draft and wrestlemania splitting into two days we're going to talk about all that good stuff in the second part of the show stick around coronavirus sucks Alright, I'll be the first one to say it. I know that's what you're thinking already, but you know what doesn't suck? The fact that you are able to spend some quality time with your loved ones while listening to the best sports podcast in the Metro Detroit area. That's right, the I'm always right sports podcast. And on behalf of the Merc Zone, on behalf of the Whale Man, behalf of the Brain, and myself, at the mouth of Michigan, we want to say stay safe, wash your hands, and make sure to always listen to the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. It's a great time. Make sure to subscribe to the show. Make sure you go to our website, rightpc.com, to find all the latest news and happenings with the show. Once again, guys, I know the coronavirus sucks, but it gives you guys some time to spend some time with each other. Really enjoy this time because I know that once the, the all-clear gets set up here in a couple weeks, we're going to be flying, bustling all the way around, trying to make up for that lost time. But while you're at home, What better way to spend it than listening to the best podcast in the metro Detroit area? Once again, I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, live every single Monday, 7 a.m. Do not miss it. Now here's part two of this week's episode. Stay safe, guys. And welcome back to part two of episode 69, I think it is. Uh, Monumental episode for sure. We are week two of the coronavirus in, so not a whole lot of new, you know, no results, no scores, no basketball, no March Madness. It's all craziness for sure but um continuing on our conversation about the lions right and their free agency moves right before we get into the mock draft talk here um some of the bigger news coming on from maybe now x lions graham glasgow signs with the broncos four years 44 million clearly the lions didn't think they want to invest 11 million dollars a year in a guard um ashawn robinson two years 17 million um you know a couple other guys that i thought maybe that they were going to try and resign jd mckissick Uh, The the running back, right, that they signed. I'm surprised he didn't come back. He signs a two-year, $3.5 million deal with Washington. And Logan Thomas signs with Washington, their third tight end, who kind of outplayed Jesse James a considerable amount of the year. Um... Some other guys that are, are free agents that have yet to sign anywhere. Uh, Ode Ibushi, a guard. Kenny Wiggins, a guard. He may be coming back. I could see possibly. Uh, Jermaine Curse, that that debilitating ankle injury at the beginning of the year. That was gross. Mike Daniels, Rashawn Melvin, Taylon Mullison, and punter Sam Martin. So they're probably going to draft a punter, Mike. I would say in, you know in later rounds, like they did with Martin. Um, I think he hasn't been the same since he was uh, since he got hurt. You know, so I I, I think that they're they're looking to get. Um, some you know an upgrade over that. But let's talk about the Darius Slay trade for a minute here. Darius Slay traded to the to the Philadelphia Eagles for a third and fifth round pick. Now that means that the Lions now have four picks in the top 85. Uh, obviously, three of their own. The third pick in each round, and then obviously in the third round, pick 85 is the Eagles' pick there in the third. Um, Mike, just your thoughts on the trade of Darius Slay. I know some Lions fans wanted more, but I think two things need to come into play with that. I was at, during uh, a Facebook live watch with Dave Burkett, you know, who writes for the Free Press, right, for on um, the Lions. He basically came out and said that. I don't think the Lions were going to get a two just based off of the fact that he talked to people at the combine and said no one saw Slay as twenty seventeen Slay, like the true lockdown, take one half of the field and say, We're good there, let's focus over here. They didn't see that in him anymore. They said he was very good, but not elite anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think that's why they weren't able to get a second round pick for him. I think the Lions were steadfast. I think that's why it took so long to get him traded. It was because they weren't getting that value. Um your thoughts on him going to Philadelphia? Do you think they got enough back? You know, Do you think they should have held out for a number two? Um, you know what I mean? What, yeah. what was your thoughts? Um, I didn't think
1: they were going to get a number two, yeah. especially after this past year. I don't think he was very good. No, he was not good. He had, he had a rough year so this year, for sure. I, I, I totally agree with that. So yeah. I think a third is very... Very good for what yeah. and a and fifth too. So right, yeah. you got a third and a fifth, so the fifth and, kinda and, like adds value. And to the
0: Philadelphia third. had two thirds and two fifths. We got the higher of each, each one yeah. too. So So,
1: I, I mean you got what you did from Slay. Yeah. And um I hope he does good things in Philly. Yeah, for but sure. Yeah. Beat the Cowboys. Yeah, Chris, yeah, just I'll beat go. the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm so okay that the Eagles win the division every year. Yeah, I'm fine with that too. <laughs> that's so cool. Um but yeah. Um yeah, he was good when he was here, but I think the last year, maybe even two years, I think it was kind of like, yeah, I could see the I see the decline, of yeah, like for sure. a lot more than I thought. And I was obviously,
0: going to. Was we heard after the fact, right, the turmoil with Matt Patricia, right. Clearly, they yeah. were not seeing eye to eye. Twenty eighteen was a bit rough. Twenty nineteen was much better, based uh-huh. off on all reports, right? Um, how much of that do you think played into? All right, Slay needs to go. It was the clash with Matty P, right? And I mean. You know, we heard some things that he said. I'm not going to repeat those on air. This is a family show. Um, you know, some of the things. But, you know, we both played football at some level. Not obviously college or professional, right? But yeah. we've been a part of team sports before. And sometimes coaches kind of, you know, get on you a bit about certain things. Do you think that, you know, because you read the reports, right, about what he said yeah. and everything. So, you know, do you think that Slay was overreacting a little bit? Or do you think that, you know, because some writers are like, oh, my gosh, Matt just needs to get fired right away. Like, he needs to get fired. I can't believe he said that. But at the same time, like, all right, we're all grown men here. We're all yeah. we're all adults. Let's let's put this into context here. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm not necessarily a proponent of it, but I kind of get like I understand the context of it. I guess is the thing, and I think some people are like, well, he's demeaning. It's you know, you're supposed to be taking care of their mental health too. And I'm yeah. like, you know, I understand. I don't know. I'm, I'm kinda... I think well, there are
1: some coaches, and I yeah. like we don't right. know Matt Patricia personally or right. anything. Right. but I think there are some coaches that say things to kind of influence their players to get better yeah, in a way because yeah. the reports I heard is where yeah. he came out and was like why are you practicing with those guys because those guys are better than you right. like when he was talking to what, like, yeah. Pat Pete and all those guys or whatever yeah. but I think you can argue that there's people that would look at it and go yeah he's saying that so you're like okay let me go practice more so I can be better than those guys yeah. to like prove you wrong kind right. of thing right. and I think Like, I think because you're in the Belichick tree and Mm -hmm. Belichick says that stuff to everybody and he cuts people and everyone goes, why did you cut him? And next year they're they're the bad. Trash, right. and you're like oh that's why because you saw it go off i think he like patricia's just like brutally honest and yeah. he's like and you, and you know what's Biden. crazy
0: and, you know what's funny too is and i think you make a great point about that is then you look at a guy like deron herman right mm-hmm. who comes in he gets traded from new england right and he goes i'm excited i'm excited to be under p you know he's like he's an he's an intense guy yeah. right he's you know he's in your face he's like but that's the kind of coach i need right yeah. so i think that once again i know some people are concerned about the amount of patriots and i understand the sentiment but is it an abnormal amount of people that are coming in from the Patriots? I would say yes. However, if you look at regime changes as a whole, a lot of times people that are in the scheme that you just came from come over. It's mm-hmm. just it's just what happens a lot of times. So um, I think there's a double-edged sword. Am I going to miss Darius Slay? Absolutely. I'm yeah. definitely going to miss Darius Slay. I think you are going to notice Darius Slay is not there. You know what I mean? I do. Do I think another cornerback is going to be signed? Yes, or do, let me praise that. Do I pray that another cornerback is going to get signed? Absolutely, they have ton, they have a plenty of cap space to make that happen. Do I think that you know? Do I think that the defense has got immensely better? No, I don't. Do I think they have better pieces in there, though, that fit what they're trying to do? Yes, I do. I do think that the scheme is going to fit. I think the culture fit is a big thing for them as well. So I think you get these guys who are who have been in that system. I mean, people are like Danny Shelton. Danny Shelton was never coached by Patricia, you know what I mean? But once again, he fits the scheme, you know what I mean? Snacks Harrison fits the scheme. So I I, I just think that people need to, like I said... I'm totally on board with the win now or you're out kind of philosophy. I'm there, but let's see it before we completely just go and say it's all garbage. Because who knows? They come back if they're 15th in the league in total defense next year. That's like a, it's a it's a immense swing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So all of a sudden you're like, oh okay, offense top 10, 15. All right, we're nine and seven, ten and six going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's that's as simple as it is. So. Um, Yeah, for sure. Though, go slay. You know, appreciate all the memories. Real quick, favorite slay memory? You got one? Um, Like favorite play that he made or something like that that sticks out when you think Darius slay? What do you think? I think two things. Um, one's a play and one's an interview.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I guess the play I remember the most because I just watched a highlight yeah. package of it yeah. is Carson Wentz throws a deep pass over the middle Yes, picks it. Yeah, his first
0: interception. It was, was it yeah, his first, first Carson Wentz's first pick to win the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. I was I at guess, that game. I was I guess, at that game. I guess that's the one because yeah. all
1: the other... Watching this highlight reel, I was like, man... Darius Slade just got really lucky a lot of the time. Like, he's just that <laughs> like, one guy on your team that's like in the right place at the right time, yeah. always.
0: Yeah, they always tested him for whatever reason. I don't know why. Yeah. It was weird. But um, that's a great one. I have two. One, the interception on Thanksgiving against Minnesota. Um, Minnesota's driving. He picks him off. And that's the, we take the lead in the division at that point oh, in time. Okay. That was a big one for me. I was like, yes. Because at the time, we still had hoped that we were going to win the, <laughs> the division. Then we blew it away three weeks later but it's fine um and then the other one was a interview he did where he said they got big turtles and he just said turtles like the funniest way possible he's like they got some big old turtles like and i was i died because half the time when he talks i can't understand what the word he's saying so um but no tremendous player right you know philadelphia getting a good player you know buddy you know 29 gonna be 30 You know, I do think it was time, and you you felt it, you know, and I think, you know, it it was time to move on. So, hopefully, if Okuda comes in, right, you got Okuda, Trufart, another player, Tink Tink Lions, it better be somebody else, along with Coleman and Awarier. I don't mind that secondary as much, especially if the pass rush improves, which I'm hoping it will. All right, let's talk mock draft quarter, my favorite part of the show by far. Who's this mock draft by, Mike? Um, We got trades, what's going on? Yeah, uh, this is
1: from uh, USA Today by Luke Easterling. Sure, made twenty hours ago.
0: Twenty hours ago! Wow, man, talk about getting you up to date. Middle of it's a
1: three-round draft. Three-round draft. Okay, and there are trades. I think. Okay, as I've been reading through. (laughs) All right, so I try my best.
0: Pick one, Burrow. Yes. Pick two, Chase Young. Yes. Okay. So pick three. So now we're at pick three. All right. So pick three. Are we staying at pick three? Well,
1: I can't tell okay. you.
0: Oh, okay. I'm oh, sorry. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So I'm gonna say we're che- that's cheating. I'm gonna say we're not at pick three then. We are not at we're pick, three. pick three. The Chargers trade up. Nope. Miami does still. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. We just talked about this right so before we don't went to break. that's gonna happen. Yeah. But I. I don't. I don't honestly don't disagree with you, right? I. But I do think that. Miami needs a quarterback more yeah. than the Chargers do. I let me, Tyrod Taylor is not good. Let me, let me be clear. But is Tyrod Taylor better than Josh Rosen? Yes. Yes, he is. Not yes. much, but he's better than that. You know what I mean? So, all right. So the Dolphins straight up, they take Tua. Yes. Okay. All right. So then four is New York. Yes. And they're going to take... I'm going to say they take Isaiah Simmons, but I don't. They yeah. don't. They take, take a tackle? They take Tristan Wirtz. Okay. Iowa. Yeah, okay. I Iowa, I, yeah, okay. Yeah, that, All right. That I, I was more guessing. You know, they did sign a couple linebackers, but I figured I'd, I'd go with yeah. it anyway. And All the right. lines
1: are pick at number five. So they take Okuda. Yes, they do.
0: All right, obviously, right with the like I said, I do expect there to be another cornerback signing. Yeah. I'm honestly hoping too. I don't know if he's available. I don't know if he's going to come cheap or not. But Everson Griffins away from the Minnesota Vikings right yeah. now. They he's let in him talks go. to going to Seattle right now. Is Seattle, he really? But, yeah. Son of a b man. Gosh, dang it, why? Ugh, that sucks. I would have loved. He was a Lions killer, man. Yeah, had like 16 sacks against us. it's crazy, but yeah. that'd have been awesome uh, yeah. to have him. But anyway, um, talk okay. about this draft
1: though. Yeah, I'd rather have Isaiah Simmons. But I think it all depends on if you have any. Well, first, if you get anyone in free agency after yeah. this point, mm-hmm. or if you have any ounce of trust in Amani Uriye. Yeah.
0: Well, here's here's what I and, and uh, you know but I, I think Isaiah a write- Simmons just. I, well, here's the thing, and I, that deep. and I think and I think the reason why a lot of people are kind of writing Simmons off now is because they signed Collins, and yeah. here and here's why, right? You now have potentially – I don't think Jared Davis' fifth-year option gets picked up, number one. do not. Okay? I don't think think he's warranted it, quite frankly, right? You look at what this team is going to have to do defensively, right? I think Jared Davis becomes a little bit more of a a rusher than he does. I think Collins is going to still play Kennard's spot, but I do think he's going to be able to do some other things as well. And I also think that – I think they like Tavai at the middle, and I still think for whatever reason they like Christian Jones. And they have – with Harmon – And this Keirce guy, right, that they just signed, who has got great coverage ability, I think that's going to allow Tracy Walker to be, and this Keirce guy, this Javon Kearse, if if it turns out the way they're thinking of turning out, I think those guys fit Isaiah Simmons' place in the defense. Mm -hmm. Now, am I saying they're as good as him? Not necessarily. Do I love Tracy Walker? Yes, I do. But I think that's what takes... Isaiah Simmons, off the board. If they made no additions to the linebacking core, I would say that he is much higher on their board. I think now, in terms of probability, I think it's Okuda, Derek Brown, and then Simmons, just based off of their moves right now, Oh see which yeah. is scary. That is scary, I don't want Derek Brown. I Derek swear, Brown. I will come on this show, and I have been a big defender of Bob Quinn. They take Derek Brown over Jeff Okuda, I am going to lose my crap on this show. So be prepared for that episode in case yeah. that happens, because oh boy. Um, but yeah, I still think Okuda. No, the I, big think, I think I yeah. think
1: Okuda is like the mm-hmm. the like you you take him. I think there. because because you don't
0: have. That corner mm-hmm. really like you have Trufant. Honestly, but you don't really have that second. Even yeah. if they signed another guy, say they signed Logan Ryan right mm-hmm. to a one year, one year, two year deal, I'd still take Okuda because in my opinion, I go all right. So now I have a young dude. I got two dudes that aren't going to be here very long. I like a warrior too. So now I have a warrior, Okuda, Trufant, and Logan Ryan. Say yeah, right, Justin right? Coleman and Justin know. Coleman. He, yes, absolutely. I'd rather do that than. Then take Derek Brown, who, okay, yeah, I get it. You know, he could potentially be awesome. But defensive lineman is the least important position on the team. Yeah. So it's just not it's just not a thing for me. But, all right. So, okay, so four or five goes Okuda. Six, then, is the Chargers. They stay put. Then you take Herbert. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I still think the Chargers are the ones to look at to trade up. I really do. No, I, I do, really, agree. really do. I think, I think yeah. well, I think, see, I think if they
1: like Herbert enough, yeah. I think they can sit six and be fine, because yeah. I, I think they take I do. I still
0: think, man, if New England doesn't do anything at the quarterback position, I, st- I go wouldn't. get Brian Hoyer, yeah. and they're fine. Uh, they, yeah, I know, right? I, I legitimately think that they could be making, maybe it's Jordan Love they go take instead, I don't know, but Ooh. I, you know what I mean, that could be something. But I definitely think that there are things that New England's going to do that's going to Messing yeah. people up, Oh, sure. All
1: I know is it says in this thing that the yeah. Lions get extra first for the trading down from okay. Miami. I don't know if they get anything else. Yeah, They, they just would, get that extra first.
0: All right, so I'm guessing it's probably in this draft. It hour. is. Oh, okay, it's okay. At like okay. Number 20-something. Okay, so. okay, for sure. All right, so let's just continue like on then. Uh, any other big news? Where's Derek Brown go? Carolina? F-
1: no, uh, he goes to Jacksonville. Carolina okay. takes Isaiah Simmons.
0: Oh, okay, that makes sense. It fills the Luke Keekly spot, yeah. for sure.
1: Uh, Let's see. Henry Ruggs goes to Denver at 11. The first receiver taken off the board, too.
0: I, you know what? I like Henry Ruggs a lot, but I feel like he's getting the John Ross treatment just a little bit because he ran super, super fast. Yeah. That I'm like, man, I yeah. don't know. About cr- that. And then
1: you go, Henry Ruggs at 11. Las Vegas Raiders take Jerry Judy. Judy at 12. They're thrilled with and that. And San Francisco takes CD Lamb at 13. Wow. Well, back- that back- fits back- the
0: Emmanuel Sanders spot, right? Yeah. That's exactly what that does. So. Okay. So then we go. Okay. So Lions have the 18 pick. The 18 pick. Yeah, All yeah, right. So where, so where do you
1: think they go? I don't know if
0: you'll be oh, able to guess. Okay. Um. I think,
1: or who would you want at 18?
0: Well, I think at looking at the roster right now, I think there's two spots that are glaring yeah. holes, especially if they take Okuda at corner. I think interior offensive line is one, and I Good. think two is edge rusher. Um, I think, is A.J. Espinenza still on the board at this point? Yes. He is? Okay. I just saw you scrolling, though, so I'm guessing that's not the pick. It's not the pick. <laughs> I find I'm pretty sure um, it's Okay. Um, so I would think, I mean, I think wide receiver could be a pick too. I don't think that's where they go in the first round though. So I'm going to say interior offensive line, name a guard.
1: Um, no, yeah. they will go defensive line, J- Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. Okay.
0: That's actually not bad either, right? He plays D tackle, can play DN yeah. too. So, all right, that doesn't necessarily, I, I, didn't think of it that way, mm-hmm. but that's also another way they can go. Once again, another great prospect. Yep. I'd be thrilled. So
1: coming down this list a little bit. So you got. At number twenty two, the New Orleans Saints from Buffalo via Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Wow. Take Jordan Love. Wow. Quarterback, out of Utah. There it
0: is. Well, Bridgewater's gone. Yeah. Bridgewater Taysom- would be yeah. Yeah. Bridgewater's, Bridgewater's gone. gone. Taysom, Bridgewater's Taysom is Hill be. is Taysom
1: Hill. So yeah, that doesn't yep. shock me. Twenty eight, Baltimore takes Jonathan Taylor because really? they need more running back help. Okay. Sure. Um number thirty one, Indianapolis Colts from San Francisco because they swapped picks. Yeah. They got Jake Jacob Eason quarterback out of Washington okay okay and oh at, yeah Phillip
0: Rivers is there only one one and then
1: 32 Kansas City Chiefs take AJ Epinesa the last pick of the first round
0: yeah okay so where, who does New England take
1: they will take it's right here I just saw it I Xavier McKinley safety out of Alabama all right they take a quarterback in the third round okay okay they take uh, Jake Fromm
0: okay wow Jake Fromm falls in the third huh <laughs> yeah that's a <still> little surprising <laughs> Fits that scheme though quite a bit. All right, second round. All right, so they've already taken defensive lineman. They t- okay. So here they go. Interior offensive line. Then nope. They Son will of take. Me, man, I'm off today. Good lord. They take
1: edge rusher Troy Lewis from Alabama.
0: Wow, that must be a value pick. Then yeah, I, I feel like because that's that's a bit Let's odd.
1: See. T Higgins
0: will go to Indianapolis at
1: 44.
0: Oh boy, that'd be hard for me to pass up right I there. Yeesh. I'm trying to think. Look good at good lord. Okay.
1: Solomon Kinley goes to 55 to Baltimore. Great pick. Yep. Uh, that's really it for the second round, I guess. Okay. Curtis Weaver, the big uh, boys yeah. you say? edge, goes to Seattle at sixty-four. Okay. Right at the end of the second round. Okay, so that's nice for them.
0: Where does uh, did Dobbins go yet? Um.
1: Yes, I think he goes to the first, though. I don't think I. Oh, for real? Wow, yeah. that's
0: impressive. Just, yeah. sh- just shocking. He ends
1: up at. He goes kind of early too. Hmm. He goes to. Uh, Atlanta.
0: Wow. All right. Yeah. Get in him. the first. Yeah.
1: Holy crap. To get like a dual threat thing going, I guess. Wow. Um,
0: sure. And I guess. the lines
1: in the third round. Where do you think they? I'm go?
0: I'm gonna say interior offensive line. At some point, you don't have a guard right now, so. Uh, they stick at safety. They pick Good, of Jeremy
1: Chin out of Southern Illinois.
0: Sure. Because because that's why not? the man. Yeah. Right. Okay.
1: Oh, and then they, the Philly pick, Yeah, they get at number 85. They take Diamond Peoples-Jones. Why do you see
0: That doesn't actually shock me, honestly, a little no. bit. It wouldn't shock me. Um, but, yeah, I do think there's going to need to be an offensive lineman in there, especially if they don't sign anybody. Now, if yeah. Kenny Wiggins comes back, right, maybe does that push the knee down just a little bit? Yes, but, it, you know, because Tyrell Crosby, I know, can play guard. So yeah. um, maybe they're maybe they're, maybe they're going to put Crosby at guard. I have no idea. Mm. Um, but... Um, I do think interior offensive line is a need. I think corner, I think safety now, I think maybe you can push down a little bit. I know before we were talking that safety could be a need, but now I don't think it is as much just based no. off of Deron Harmon's here, that Jayvon Kearse is here. Um, you, you just signed some people that I think kind of fill that need for at least a year. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, right, yeah, that's a great mock draft, Mike. Great find. Um, obviously, as more signings come in, Ryan will continuously keep you guys updated. And we will also, uh, you know, give our thoughts on that. And then, you know, draft implications accordingly. Yeah. Um, Alright, let's talk about, um, let's talk about WrestleMania. Let's switch <laughs> over a little bit here. We talked a lot of football Sweet. today. I guys, I know that, you know, if you're not a football fan, I apologize. But there ain't nothing else yeah. going on. Like, I wish I could say that, like, there was something else going on. We just refusing to talk about it. There's nothing else going on. Yeah. It's... Football I think all day. I
1: think we should talk about Cornhole one day. Cornhole? Maybe next week. Oh, yeah, there we go. The
0: Cornhole, maybe some PBA bowling. Yeah, huh? PBA bowling. There we go. That's some hot stuff. Everybody, all the all the 65-year-olds like, all right, I'm awake. Let's go. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right, let's talk WrestleMania, though. Going to be split into two days, kind of taking the Wrestle Kingdom approach a little bit. As of right now, it's going to be held at the Performance Center. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Um, your thoughts – now, here's, a, here's an interesting tidbit, though, before we get into this really deep here. Um, they have not announced it on TV that it's at the Performance Center. Have you noticed that yet? They're announcing no. that it's still on April 4th and 5th or whatever. They keep – oh, two days, too big, can't contain it to one. Because But they haven't officially said it at the Performance Center yet. Well, because uh, it, they're, and, 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 they're trying to get one
1: of the days somewhere else, Yeah, I think. Um, they're
0: pre-recording it, I Right. Know. Yeah, is...
1: pre- yeah. Well, because the performance channel mm. right now is shut down. Like as of this recording, yeah. like it's not open.
0: Yeah. So like that. Well, they, it's always closed set. Yeah, it's closed yeah. set.
1: Well, no, no. It, like they had to shut it down because there's so many people there that they oh, had really? to shut it down for like a week. So they pre-recorded Raw and SmackDown for this upcoming week. Oh, really? Yeah, they I did like pre taped stuff okay. because
0: like they had to shut it down. for Well, the they're week. playing just old episodes and other stuff. I mean, yeah. we had WrestleMania 30 this past. I'm like, what in the heck is He's happening? They up. played the whole Royal Rumble, like. You know, like I get it the first week, you know, you're like, Oh, geez, this is a scramble, we just gotta yeah. figure it out. But after that, like, jeez, but yeah. alright. But anyway, wow. back
1: to the back to WrestleMania. Yeah. I think I I love the idea of a two day WrestleMania. I'm because, fine with it. I'm absolutely I fine think with that. I think on a normal year I would love to see a setup where you have kinda like the precursor stuff. As in, like the matches that no one really, like no one really cares about, but it's on the card to be at WrestleMania, to be on the first day, so you get, you can throw out like the early NXT stuff. I think you should get rid of that takeover. Yeah, honestly, honestly, and that's said, a great idea. If you take out that takeover and yeah. you put in the uh, North American title, right. the women's, women's title, the tag, and the tag title, right. and then you mix in the Raw tag team title match and a women's match mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. and then you end the first day with, the, with either the Universal or the WWE. I'll say Universal most years, unless the Universal is such a bigger match. Right. Right. But usually the Universal will be on that night right. one ending, and then night two you have like your big your big women's match, your yeah. big tag match, right. and then you end the show with the WWE championship match. I think you get and the runner up like the the dual main event could be the NXT championship too. Mm-hmm. I think you could just make this such a big event absolutely. for everything. Absolutely, um, a, that
0: is such a great take that I have not heard anybody else come up with because I think you're absolutely right. If you could, if you take away Saturday and you just like. 'Cause I think that would just bolster the whole show. Yeah. Well, because I think I think you can
1: use that Saturday well, so Friday can be Hall of Fame. Yep. Saturday can be like like a hype up show almost. Yeah. Where you have like really good matches with NXT in there. You can have the like the mid card titles yep. that you don't really yep. that aren't big things on the show and it's like oh my god wrestlemania is here and then you're like but then the next night the next night is where it's just stacked because i think russell kingdom kind of did that where you have these setup matches and you're like man i can't wait for tomorrow for this double championship match like you're getting so excited to watch this double championship match and stuff where i think you can really like get yourself hyped up yeah and then you get
0: you get two real main events right where okay you have a universal title match at the end of the show night one and then you have this match night two and you're like Bam, bam. You know what I mean? Where it's not like, oh, Universal's in the middle or the WWE Championship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, I can't stand that sometimes. Yeah,
1: like you you got two main events with you, two big championships. I don't know where you put NXT if you want to put that in the first or, like, a mid and a second. But either way, wherever. I don't care. Whatever um, you want to do. NXT title is a homemade event one of those nights. That's yeah, fine, with, that's me fine with me, too. That's fine with yeah. me, too. So, I think that's a great way to set it up. But that's that's a dream scenario for when the fans are back and like, next year or two right. years from now. Do whatever. you think that
0: they wind up having it at the Performance Center? Or do you think it's going to be something weird where every match is, like, in a different location? That would be... Now, that would be wild. Or, like, could just... People can come, but we're not suggesting that they come kind of thing. Yeah. Or then there's still fans there. Yeah. Like, I don't know, dude. I'm still, I still wish they just push it back. I, I, really I, I it. wish Ugh. they just delay
1: to June. Yeah, or just like. do it
0: at MSG. Like yeah. everyone's like, fine, just do it there. I know it's gonna cost the money, but man, like I actually like this card doesn't look terrible outside no. of Roman Goldberg because that's just stupid. But like. You know, like I'm looking forward to, to McIntyre and Lesnar. I am. I yeah. mean, does, is it going to go 30 minutes? No, but no. is it going to go a hard 12? Yeah. Yes. Edge and Orton. I Edge mean. and Orton is going to steal the show, in my opinion. Yeah. That's going to be the match to steal Charlotte the show. And uh, Rhea, Ripley's Rhea, gonna Rhea be, Ripley okay. is going to be
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think
0: match. I think um, you know Becky and Shayna is going to be good. I yeah. think you know I think Sami Zayn versus. Uh, Daniel Bryan which yeah. is what they're kind of going for that's going to be yeah. off the hizzy well, Seth Rollins I, Kevin Owens
1: yeah I, I agree I know I'm just I think they're going to because they cancelled the NXT so yeah, to put more NXT I'm just like waiting for
0: yeah Cole and, Cole and uh, Dream Driver I'm and assuming it's Dream Cole
1: and Dream or Cole and champ or whatever yeah, yeah. the show right. That's because just he's got to lose the title on the show right like you would think i yeah, don't know I now know. though right because yeah. now
0: champ is going over here i know you're gonna give it to velveteen dream i, I, I think don't know but, about that well but, yeah. yeah
1: i thought they were gonna have a thing where like i did too we're like it was gonna be dream at the takeover <laughs> and losing and well you Ciampa. got
0: balor over at nxt uk now <laughs> facing walter everything's all screwed up right now yeah. i have no idea what's going on but long story short it's going two days it's gonna be tentatively at the performance center I still think that they have something else up their sleeve that they're hoping that they can kind of finagle I think they just need to
1: be like we're gonna delay it but we're still gonna have a pay-per-view on April 5th and it's yeah that's fine randomly yeah that's fine give me
0: another super showdown type crap I don't care if that's what if you don't want to lose out on the revenue I get it but man not this show yeah. Any other show, if it was Elimination Chamber, if it was Backlash, or whatever yeah. one you want to call it, wasn't a
1: big four. Yeah, or five. as long
0: as it's not one of the big four, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm totally fine with it. So it's especially kind of not anything. your big big one.
1: Like if I had to lose out <sighs> on Summerslam being in, yeah, BFD honestly, Rana, yeah, fine. Uh, as long as I
0: really don't lose out on the Rumble and Mania, Rania, I'm pretty much okay. Yeah, like honestly, like SummerSlam's like oh, SummerSlam's like okay, nothing ever happens at Summerslam, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting. We're going to keep you guys updated as we hear more information for sure. Um, the card actually looks pretty darn good, yeah. considering... Essentially, so, there's
1: only nine matches on two days now. So, so are they, oh they going to go, like, four and five or yeah, something? Yeah, give them like, some
0: time. Let's go. You know what I mean? It's it's definitely one of those things where we're not going to get a lot of fluff, yeah. which I will finally, say,
1: maybe... Maybe we can argue though that if there's no crowd, maybe the matches would be a lot better though.
0: Maybe, maybe because like maybe yeah. it's... if Roman like, goes out there and they boom on the building, you're like oh, geez, here yeah. we go, you go. Like, well, maybe because
1: they just have to be pure good wrestling matches because there's yeah. no crowd. Right. Maybe there'll be better matches And, like when the crowd's there and you're kind of out of the match because you're listening to the booing and mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe like it'll actually be legit, like
0: yeah, maybe five star matches for sure. Real quick here before the end the show, how do you think AEW did with like Kevin the Wrestler uh, I the loved crowd it. with the Oh my the crowd? god, yeah. I think
1: it only works really well though because you have like. MJF, who's just loud. Yeah. Like, in general. Right. So, like, you can just hear him screaming over the barricade, and they're sure. betting
0: on stuff. Sure. I think it worked out really yeah. well. Yeah. I, I thought it went okay. As, as, as good as it could go, basically. Yeah. I feel bad for him a little bit, because they had a lot of debuts that night, too. Yeah. So it's like, oh jeez, Brody Lee, Matt Hardy, and then all of a sudden, it's like, no pop. You know, yeah. you're just kind of like hard, dead silence. I'm like, oh, alright. Well, that's okay. But, alright. Anyway, that's gonna be it for this week's episode. Next week, hopefully there's some update on something, some coronavirus stuff, whether that's, you know, we get updates, whether it's Something, for yeah. love of Pete. And now you know, we're going to have to switch up and maybe do, like, yeah, man. Yeah, listen, hey, you never know what the heck's going to happen on this show. All you know is that you're going to be thoroughly entertained. I promise you that. So, for the Missing Well Man, for the Merc Zone, I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we'll see you guys as always
1: next time.